Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, we look at rare behind-the-scenes live-action footage from the original G1 cartoon. Lorenzo Di Bonaventura teases the upcoming animated Transformers prequel. And we're jealous as Hong Kong gets an amazing Transformer-themed fast food restaurant. Today is Friday, April 28, 2023. This is episode 335 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that wonders if the new ARC restaurant is franchising yet. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big Scene. I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. How's it going? Let's talk Transformers. <laughs> We're not at the end of the show yet. You don't you don't have to sign off yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and keep the show going. We really appreciate it. If you are not a Donatrion and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. In addition to all the bonus content, there's other perks. You get some merchandise. You get access to entry, automatic entries into all our contests, including our monthly toy hacks drawing. So lots of good stuff that comes from being a Donatron. So why don't you sign up? Help us out. As I mentioned, some bonus content. We've got the lots of episodes of our Transformers bonus show, We Like Big Bots. That's done by Daryl and Dr. Pants. They talk about all the big bots they've got in their collection. We've got 10 ginormous big episodes right now for you on our Patreon page. And more are coming very soon, as soon as we can get Dr. Pants back in the studio. So uh, check those out. We like big bots all on our Patreon page. We'll have a link in the show notes. So if you are a Donatron, that link will take you to every episode. So enjoy. We've also got our latest episode of Empire of Rust, and this is the Milestone, episode 100, part one. So we've got Empire of Rust, episode 100, part one. This was a triumph. And I'm told this is a Portal reference. So <laughs> you should, if you have played Portal, you should be familiar with that. So... This week we had episode uh, episode 100 part 1. This is at transmissionspodcast.com/rust where you can get all the episodes of Empire of Rust. And episode 100 part 2 is coming next week for Donatron. So if you are a Donatron, you can get access to episode 100 part 2 already on our Patreon page this Monday. Uh, but if you are on the free feed, you'll have to wait another week until uh you'll get access to part two so enjoy this giant sized episode 100 part one and part two it's a big one it's a big milestone a fan favorite character returns lots of exciting stuff happening in empire of rust so check it out and uh lastly we've got a uh, or last week i did a 
brand new transmissions extra. So we had we were we've been on hiatus for a long time, but we got uh, we got an extra out last week just talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. I was joined by the B plus team that includes Snazzy Mike, Apollo, and Doctor Pants, and Lambo as a special guest uh, from Nerd Stradamus. Uh, so that's Dr. Pan's other show nerd, uh, with him and Lambo. So uh, they are big video game gurus. So we had to have them both on to talk about the Mario Brothers movie. So that's a fun episode. We we go in depth. We do spoil the entire movie. So make sure you've seen the movie before you watch that episode. Uh, so it's both on our po- on our podcast feed and you can watch it on YouTube. So enjoy. All right, now let's get into the show and talk about some Transformers media news. All right, and we are going to start off the show by talking about Beast Wars and how it is now, the complete series is now available on iTunes. And if that is how you like to watch your Beast Wars, then uh, you can purchase the entire volume one for twenty four ninety nine. And that is all 26 episodes. Uh, and then you can go ahead and buy Volume 2 for $24.99. And that is uh, um, Volume 2, or sorry, Season 2 and Season 3 uh, all together in Volume 2. Um, was this what you were looking at uh, before we started recording, Jeremy? On the, uh, yeah. So w- what is the, uh, you, you want to just uh, update people on the quality? Well, it says they're offered in HD. And I just took a quick look. Um, on my phone, having watched lots of Beast Wars on my phone in the past, and it looks much, much better than anything I've ever seen. So however they did this upscaling, it looks really good. So I, I think if you have seen it, I think you'll be happy with it. If you haven't seen it, Daryl, it uh, might be a good option for you to get into. Although I know it's on mm-hmm. iTunes and you don't really play in that world. No. No, that world doesn't like me. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm glad that it's starting to look better. Um, tell me, did did the animation improve? I mean, I just watched the two second or the like the two minute preview clip, and it looked really good to me. Of course, you know I'm a fan, so I'm willing to let a lot go. But kind of biased. I, I did not see pixelation and stuff when I was watching this little clip. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on. Earth spark. So the current show that is being produced season one DVD cover art, uh, has been produced and we have a release date. So, uh, if you're looking for this thing, May 16th, 2023 is when you can expect the, uh, the, the release of season one on DVD. Uh, there are, uh, there's an Amazon listing as well as a Walmart listing uh, for uh, for the DVD. So look for that to be available. We have um, a, uh, a a news story came out uh, over the past couple of weeks talking about um, G2 and how actor Jason Jensen uh, posted some behind the scenes footage of Optimus Prime with Tommy Kennedy. And, and this was kind of interesting to see because there's really not a lot of information out there about G2 because it was this, just, this a, you know, G, this isn't G2. This is actually the G1 cartoon season five, which was it, just repackaged G1 episodes. It was called G2. 
with the Cybertron space cube. No, that yeah. this is not that's not this. It's not. No, this was G1 season 5, which was just repa- it was reruns but with these bumpers with Tommy Kennedy and a Power Master Optimus Prime. This is not C- this is not G2. G2 was in the early 90s. This is G this is G1 with no new content. No I thought new G- G2 was repackaged G1 episodes. It, that was repackaged G1 episodes, but it was with the Cybernet Space Cube. It was not with Tommy Kennedy. I'm so confused. So the exact same thing? So there are the exact same thing with different bumpers? Yes. <laughs> this this was the, this they continued they continued rerunning tra- like so Transformers the the original G1 cartoon season 4 was the last season with new episodes. It was three it was the three episodes it was rebirth that was it. But they continued rerunning it on uh, in the afternoons uh, you know in syndication. And they just put these bumpers on it and they, they repackaged the movie, the 86 movie with these bumpers and a bunch of other episodes. But it was still part of the G1 cartoon airing. It was not it was not G2 yet. I watched it. I was there. I watched it live. When I, I, I mean, I, I believe you. You were, you were in your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I believe you. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> How freaky is that? Looking <laughs> puppeteer inside Optimus Prime's eyes. It's very, it's very cool to see these behind yeah. the scenes. I, I'm really thankful to uh, Jason Jansen for putting this up and mm-hmm. making it available to everyone. Yeah, it's it is it's cool to see this stuff because, like I said, it doesn't there, you don't get a lot from this era. Uh, next up, we've got uh, some Rise of the Beast stuff. So we mentioned how Rise of the Beast was. The, the marketing machine was in full swing at this point because the Dungeons and Dragons movie is over or not over, but it's out. And now it's time for rise of the beast to kind of get kicking. And now we've got rise of the beast stickers on Instagram. And there's a whole little video you can watch that'll show you how, you know, the, the three or four, I think it's four different stickers that uh, you can get on, on Instagram. Um, I don't know how to use Instagram stickers. That's uh, that's how old I am. Um, I think but, if you're uh, recording a video, you can like add it on top of the video and stuff. Okay. Cool. Ask your daughter. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't have Instagram. Oh. But uh, I'm, I I'm think sure Instagram is for out. old people now too. I think the kids are on TikTok. The kids are all on TikTok. Snapchat. That's what she uses. Oh. Snapchat. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're probably right. TikTok. Um, anyway, so that's a thing that's out there. Uh, we've got, uh, next up, we've got, uh, official Transformers Beast Awakening, which is the, uh, Japanese name for Rise of the Beasts, uh, sticker sheet is being given away in Japan. So if you're going to see the movie in Japan, uh, and, uh, you will, sh- should be able to get, uh, uh, a sticker sheet, uh, when you, uh, when you see the movie. Um, real stickers real stickers so yeah uh this is something that uh we likely over here in north america won't be able to get uh, and uh likely after today's uh recording and this actual podcast episode nobody will care about anymore so um but this is news so that's what we're talking about it next up 
uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast Mirage promotional poster. Um, and this one is a, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's from French. France. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just, uh, showing Mirage with, uh, the, the Stephen Capel. No, no, it's not. That's the director. What's the guy's name? I can't. This remember is, this name. is the French voice actor for Mirage. This is Mr. Oh, is it? Mr. V. Yes. Oh, so it's I not, it. uh, it's not what's his face. I thought it was the Saturday the guy Night Live guy. Oh right, right. No, no. I thought it was the uh, the the actor that's in the movie. Oh um, no, that's they they photoshopped in the voice actor for the French version of the movie to gotcha. be sitting on his shoulder. So it was not there Pete Davidson. <laughs> no. Right on. No, I wasn't. I didn't think it was Pete Davidson. I thought it was the guy that's actually in the movie. And I, I'm sp- totally spacing on his name right now. Oh, um, Anthony Ramos. Yeah, Anthony Ramos. Ramos. Yeah, him. So, yeah. But now that I look closer, he does not look like Anthony Ramos at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there's a poster out there with Mirage um, and uh, some Photoshop job. Next up, there's a different poster. This is a theatrical poster, but it's a possible theatrical poster. Because apparently nobody's seen it at a theater yet, um, and it's just for the the movie. It's got Optimus facing off against uh, Primal, and uh, the words "Unite or Fall" in between them all, or between them both. Um, it it's it, it. The story does say it's very similar to the '07 poster, yeah. where it's uh, Optimus it's and Megatron. Yeah. Uh, next up. Optimus Prime went to Coachella and uh and Prime was there to announce the uh uh a, f- a friend of his uh Toby Wigway um and uh we got a little clip on it here but uh, I'm not sure if you can play it you won't be able to get any sound out there but I don't yeah. you can def yeah he does say um he says uh Coachella this is Optimus Prime leader of the Autobots Please welcome to the stage, my friend Toby Wigway. Uh, roll out, and uh, and then he disappears. Um, so yeah, we don't know if Toby Wigway is part of anything in the in the movie. Well, but, he, uh, he's part of the cast, but we don't know anything else. Gotcha. Wasn't he Cheetor, or was am I oh, misremembering yeah, that? I think he was named. Oh, is Cheetor he is he Cheetor? A couple weeks yeah. ago. Okay, cool. Right on. So hard keeping all these names straight. Um, next up, uh, the if you're in Australia, then a little bit of bad news: the movie has been delayed two weeks, uh, and that is, uh, um. What is it? Uh, they did not disclose. Uh, Paramount did not disclose the reason why the delay, um, but uh, unfortunately, it is uh, it is going to be uh, a little bit delayed. So you, you can look to get it on uh, on June twenty second. Um, New Zealand is also uh, subject to this delay, and so you will also be getting it on June twenty second as well. It's too bad. I don't know. I, 
don't know why they would have the delay like that, but uh, must be something. All right. Next up, uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast, special night at CinemaCon 2023. Um, it says here that uh, CinemaCon is uh, being held at Las- in Las Vegas, uh, and it starts, uh, well, it'll be over by the time that you hear this, but uh, it's at Caesars Palace, and uh, Paramount will have a special night event for only Transformers Rise of the Beast, and it'll be on Wednesday, April 26th. Man, wouldn't that have been awesome if I was in Las Vegas during this and I could have gone? That would have been amazing. But, uh, yeah. If you are in Las Vegas on Wednesday, April 26th, uh, go to this. Well, you can't unless you are part of CinemaCon, which is probably heavily restricted into who can go to this. And you also need time travel since this show is going up after the event is over. Right. And the last thing that I've got for us is that the we're getting a new trailer and the the newest trailer for Rise of the Beast is uh, airing on Thursday, April 27th. And you will have already seen it by the time that the, this show comes out. Um, and we are planning to do a reaction video to that. Um, so hopefully the reaction video will be out um, either the night... Uh, of the trailer or the day after. So the day that this comes out, but uh, we're planning to do something because that's what we do. Now we do reactions. (laughs) (laughs) We did one video four months ago, Daryl, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But, But yeah, um, and it did really well on our yeah. YouTube channel. Hey, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. It's a movie it's just... year. We got to do what we got to do. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We don't do, we won't do lists. We won't do lists of anything because that's no. too low, but we do reaction videos. <laughs> yeah. One step higher. We're, we're fine. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got for media news, but uh, I'm going to throw it over to, um, to Jeremy because, uh, because there was another inter- there was an interview this past week that um, that happened, and uh, I didn't read it. I didn't care to read it. It was BS for me. But Jeremy thought it was worth his time, so I uh, I'm gonna throw it to Jeremy. We now have actual news about the new animated movie from a reputable website. Because Daryl, you remember a couple weeks ago we talked about the um, the High Moon name news from some website that was the only one reporting it. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So this is Although from Collider.com. a couple sites com. picked it up. A couple yeah. sites picked it up after that, which I thought was kind of shady. I don't, I don't trust it. But this, this is from <laughs> Collider.com. They're a legitimate movie news site. And they spoke with Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who is the producer of that's, all the Transformer stuff. That's the source I don't trust. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... What are you going to do? Uh, he's got the, the rights to the movies. So um, they talked about, I think this was originally talking about the live action stuff, but they um, they talked to him about the animated film coming up. And since all we have is that Josh Cooley is directing it, he's the director of Toy Story 4, 
that's it. We have nothing else. So, mm-hmm. um, in this interview, uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura was asked about it, and he basically went into the the rough plot of the film. It's going to be animated by ILM, so that gives me high hopes. Um, and uh, he was asked directly, "Are fans going to see Cybertron in the film?" And he said, "Yes, it's going to be an origin story of all Transformers." So that I, I'm one worried about how that can go because we we've seen that in the past. But um, uh, he says it's going to explore the origins of not just Optimus Prime and Megatron, but just the origin of all Transformers. So I'm suspecting we're going to get you know the whole Prime's mythos. Get that on the big screen, which I mean, it could look really cool. Um, you know, we've only ever seen that in print, and a, I guess a little bit on screen. Like I know the Machinima th- stuff kind of went into it, and can't remember did the Netflix stuff. It didn't really that much. So, um, he was also asked um, if he could tease anything, and he. He said that um, they debated about doing a lot of this in live action, but they just, because of finances, they did it in animation. Basically, it's the origin story of a young Megatron and a young Optimus. If you know the origin, they started as friends, and over time, things devolved for them, and they ended up on two sides. So we're telling the young Optimus and young Megatron story. We're really telling the origin story of all Transformers, both what they were at the beginning of it to how they grow, to how they grow apart. So that was the quote. And um, he sees a natural trilogy around the Optimus Megatron relationship, but they're only right now committed to the one movie. Um, But I'm really optimistic Uh, here. It also says, he compared it to Krypton in in that, like, you see the origins of the society and how it's falling apart. And, I mean, if you know anything about the Superman mythos, by the time the planet blew up, the society had really devolved in, from, from this, like, prime. But he says that the, the entire timeline of the movie is on Cybertron. So... Um, he's going to talk about the, the, the society, how it's, um, you know, the, or the common man doesn't have a voice. Uh, so, I mean, this sounds really good to me. We'll, we'll see how it is in practice, but I mean, what do you guys think this, you know, I mean, this, this does, this sounds really like a, like a, uh, I, I mean, I, all the themes we saw in the IDW comics being mm-hmm. brought to life. I mean, my I guess my fear is that this will be too much for the normies. Like this will like if it takes itself too seriously, people mm-hmm. will go and be like, I wanted to see transforming robots smashing each other. I didn't want like a actual like political intrigue thriller with giant robots. I mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea what, I, what the tone of this movie will be, but that, 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 that's something that I would love to see. I just don't know if, if the wider audiences will be interested in that. So that's my, that's my fear, but maybe I should, maybe I should just be confident that it'll be something fun. Yeah. 
Uh, Daryl, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like ILM did the animation parts of Bumblebee, which mm-hmm. looks fantastic. You know, what are your thoughts on this? So it's supposed to look like the first the animated parts of Bumblebee. Is that what we're, no, we're kind of getting we know from this? Doing the animation. But so it's it's they, not, they've done the we don't know what kind of movies up until Rise yeah. of the Beast, but specifically they did the animated parts of Bumblebee that we were all in love with, right? Yeah, but we're not entirely sure what type of animation they're doing, right? Right. Um, but you tweeted with Josh Cooley a couple of years ago, so maybe oh, yeah. he listened to hey, you, besties. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I want to, like, I'm very, very optimistic about this movie. This one, well, well, uh, you know, much, much more uh, optimistic than I am about Rise of the Beast. Like, this one needs to be good. And if the Rise of the Beast isn't, then it could just kind of file it under, like, the live action movies suck. And that's just the way it is. Right. The animated movie, you know, it, it, it has to be set to a, this, this standard of, you know, the Transformers animated movies are just top tier. And, but the, the problem that I see is something you touched on, Charles, is that the, they're going to try and fit it into this world they've created, this Bayverse kind of, you know, uh, Knight and Capel Jr. verse that's kind of, you know, kind of happening now. And it's really, I think, should be its own thing. Yeah. Right? They're kind of trying to slot it in here and saying, okay, well, this is the story, the origin story of Optimus and Megatron. And, I mean, we've been in this for a long time, and everyone listening to this podcast has likely heard this story a half dozen times, the story of Optimus and Megatron at the beginning. It's been told so many different ways, okay? But the normies, like you said, Charles, don't know this story, so they're going to get it for the first time, and which version or which parts of each version could they pluck from or make up a brand new one, which seems ridiculous, but they could, um, could they use to actually, you know, make the best origin story for Optimus Megatron? Um, there are some really good ones out there, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, frankly, I think, you know, the one from the IDW comics is probably too heady. You know, it's too complex. Um, but it's very good. Right, it's it's very very good. It's just it's there's too much involved with it, especially for an hour and a half or you know, well, I mean, if two hour looking movie. At leading into a trilogy, there's a lot there. Then they could like leave on a cliffhanger. Or they could. They, they totally there. could. Right. It's just I I think that if you're you're going to spend an hour and a half to two hours in a movie theater, um, you don't want to have to. You you don't want to have to spend a good chunk of that trying to trying to devolve uh, or de- like break down the, the the politics of a of a of a different planet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they, so they'll have to simplify it. And, and some of those storylines from, from more than meets the eye are not, and, and more than likely, I mean, uh, like more than meets the eye and, uh, and, and, and robots in disguise were, were really great comics, but they weren't, if you tried to simplify them, you really couldn't cause you'd miss so much. So they'd have to go with something easier. And, um, there are a bunch of different ones. I mean, the, uh, the books, those, uh, those, uh, Irving, I think his name. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, he, the aligned continuity version, the aligned continuity books. He, they were some really good ones, uh, yeah. but again, they were also very, um, they were very complex. I mean, even if you um, take some of the themes brought up in Transformers prime and just kind of took those themes and, and did it, I mean, I thought that showed the, the relationship between like Orion Pax and Megatron, and mm-hmm. I mean, I I think that's probably what because that 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 kind of core story has been what's been presented in in like the majority of the animated shows going forward. Like that that started in the Align continuity with Transformers Prime and the video games and the books. They all kind of told the same story. Then you have with Cyberverse, you had a similar version of that story, and even with the Netflix show. It was alluded to. It didn't. They didn't have a flashback or anything, but they talked about like what the origin of the of the war a little bit. And I and I think that yeah. core story is pretty simple. It's like Megatron and Optimus were or Orion Pax were both kind of they they were working for it to change Cybertronian society because the, the you know the leaders it was a it was a very kind of caste system structured society where people on the bottom didn't have a, a voice or power. So Optimus or, or Orion and Megatron were, were working together to change that. Then Megatron says, well, no, we need a violent revolution. And Orion says, no, we need to do it peacefully. Megatron says, you know, we're going to be violent. So let's violent, let's violence it up. Orion says, no. And he, and, and he has to violence it up anyway, because he has to fight Megatron. <laughs> and that's, and that's where we, and mm-hmm. that's where we go. So yeah. if I think it's probably some version of that with like, other details thrown in but uh i mean i think that's that the core of that as you know megatron being the the dissatisfied revolutionary who is who is not satisfied with with uh you know peaceful change and wants a violent revolution and also you know as as part of that he gets he's he's got a little bit of an ego and he says you know i'm the only one who can really bring about the change we need. So of course I need to be in charge of everything. So I'll become mm-hmm. a dictator and you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, my, it's, my it's big been... hope is that it's not tied into any of the live action stuff and it just stands on its own and can become its own like animated universe mm-hmm. of, of stories. Mm-hmm. It's been announced that the, uh, that there's start, that it's, it's Optimus and Megatron are, are friends at the beginning, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's yeah. what you just said here. Yeah, that's so. Um, so that essentially cancels out any of the minor Megatron. You know, them not really knowing each other until they kind of have to deal with each other on the uh, you know on the battlefield. So it, it points a lot more towards that aligned continuity um, origin. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's fine. It was a good one, right? Um, and, um, but if it uh, can be done well without a lot of the hangups that you know they ran into the first time, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I, I personally, I don't want to see Megatron and Optimus be brothers. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, I mean, brothers in arms, maybe like I agree with, uh, and that's something that I, I said earlier. I was, uh, but, um, these, I fear as though Lorenzo is going to try and, and make this all fit in the current storyline, even though they've, they've tried to, to step back from these being in any kind of continuity, like the, the Bay movies are their own thing. And then the Travis Knight's movies, the start of something else, even though it was a soft reboot, I don't know, but they, I, I'd really like them to, to like what you said, just to do this thing on its own. And then everything else kind of fits in. If they're trying, if they try to fit plot points in here and there to, to say, okay, well, this is this way because of what happened in like Transformers Four, you know, and I'm like, no, no, don't do that. That's a wasted line in the yeah. movie. Um, it's I I think we're we're already past that because at least the I mean, even in the Bumblebee movie and and uh, presumably in Rise of the Beast, there's like no mention of the Allspark, so it seems like. We're already kind of going away from any any plot points from the the Bay movies. I mean, I agree with you, Daryl. I, I would rather they kind of just ignore the Bay movies entirely and do something different. I mean, I think, and you know, even the Bay movies kind of ignored the previous iterations of their like there was no continuity. Continuity was not respected at all in the Bay movies anyway. No, so you know, I think it's fine to to throw out. I mean, and it's a prequel, so you don't even have to worry about continuity. It's yeah, you're at the beginning, so. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I would, I would, and I would appreciate them just telling kind of a, a completely basic story, and not worrying about you know how it fits into the the larger live action movie universe because that ultimately doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, the. Um- one other thing I worry about with the uh, animation is when you get to um, animation similar to what we saw in the Bumblebee movie, which honestly I like that more than the 2D stuff. As you you get as I mature, I much rather prefer that. But um, the 2D stuff allows for a lot more characters, mm-hmm. and it's cheaper to do. And I realize that this is a, you know, a big budget movie and they're, you know, it's theatrical, but, um, so they're, they're, you know, they're going to have a lot more money to work with. Um, but I still feel that they're going to be limited to like 10 characters and Transformers is a, a really huge ensemble, you know? Right. And, and I think want, that if you want to feel like you're, you know, Cybertron hasn't really devolved yet. You want it to feel alive and have a lot of people. Exactly. You know, and and if that's the origin story, and and you've got the golden age or whatever the hell they're they're when they're going to set this thing, whether that's even what they're going to call it. Um, you know, Cybertron needs to be just swimming with with characters, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to know what kind of animation they're using, but uh, you know, it's going to be tough if they're going to go uh, CGI kind of a deal like they did in Bumblebee. Um, yeah, it'll be tough to produce a, the, enough characters for that. 
I think I mean I think there are tricks they can do. I mean there there definitely will be doing there will be multiple body types that are repeating over and over again. So I think yeah. they I, I at least I think I, I would trust that ILM knows what it what they're doing in generating large crowds of, of characters and but I mean they can't all be stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, we do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who worked on the movie. Like, it was almost twenty years ago. That movie, Robots. I mean, that was set on a robotic world with all different characters. I mean, it's been done before, so I think this can this can work. I mean, where you can have it feel not like it's you know a planet of ten people. I hope it's you know a planet of billions of living robots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll see. And the last thing I want to say on it is I'm really hoping that they do get a younger voice for Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all love Peter Cullen, but he's definitely sounding like an older Prime every time we hear him. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, it might if they're doing the you know the origin story, just have him like voice Primus at the beginning, and then you know start off with a younger voice actor for this version of Optimus Prime. But yeah. you know they're going to go with Peter Cullen for Optimus. Maybe maybe they have the younger version, and then at the end of the movie he gets the Matrix, and then Peter Cullen gives his like yeah. last two lines or something. Maybe. One other one other thing I, I when I, reading through this interview I thought was funny like. Lorenzo de Bonaventura is the producer on the movie. And at one point when he's interviewing, he's like, oh, I'm not sure I should be telling you this, but Industrial Light and Magic is doing the movie. I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that. You're the producer of the movie. <laughs> this is clearly a calculated <laughs> interview to get hype for your movie. I, I don't believe that you're that you're like giving us an inside scoop. It, you're doing this on purpose because you want to hype up your movie that you're making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you leak it to like Hollywood Reporter if you aren't supposed to talk about it. <laughs> this is like um, in the the Simpsons episode where uh, where Bart's like uh, you know he's admitting he has to admit that he skipped school and then and then Skinner's like I knew it I knew you'd slipped up and Apu's like what slip up he admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all rant over. <laughs> Uh, so that's our discussion of media news. So let's move on to some transforming pop culture. Okay, well, uh, in Hong Kong, they have opened a brand new Transformers-themed restaurant called The Ark. And look at all the awesome fast food you can get. You got Ark fries. Got fry the fry cups in the shape of an R of uh, the Ark. You've got Autobot symbol burgers. Uh, you've got Bumblebee chicken nuggets, and it's, it it looks really cool. Looks like they went all out for this uh, Transformers experience at in Hong Kong. Uh, it's a really cool idea. The food looks a little lackluster. I mean, it's it's very basic fast food that that uh, they're showing here. But I, I appreciate like the. There's a there's a like a minute commercial on YouTube for this place that is in English, and a significant portion of the commercial just focuses on the like close ups of the food and how like they, they make the they make the Autobot burgers and how 
the chicken is just so delicious. It's it's very weird how much the commercials focus on the food. Where, to be honest, I don't think the food is the draw here for Transformers fans. <laughs> it's pretty basic fast food stuff, but that is a it is a cool uh, idea. I mean, I would love to have something like this in the U.S. Maybe maybe at Universal or somewhere they'll they'll put a version of this, but. Uh, it's really cool. It's it's the arc. Of course, Bumblebee and Optimus Prime are prominently featured here. Uh, I hope there's other Transformers featured. I hope there's some Decepticons featured in there. But uh, but yeah, this this looks pretty cool. Uh, any chance, uh, Daryl? Any chance work will take you to Hong Kong so you can check this out? <laughs> no chance in that. Zero. <laughs> but I, I like the idea that it. We crashed into a mountain so you can get some fries. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not necessarily the G one origin. It's just the um, it's it's just the Ark landed on Earth and set up shop in Hong Kong it's, while it's mining the energon. There, you know, they decide let's do a fast food joint while we're mining energon and, and you know refueling the ship. Yeah, you can you can even get a. It looks like you can even get a veggie Autobot burger. How about that? A seaweed cod fillet, <laughs> crab meat avocado, black turtling or black black truffle Angus, Angus cheese, crispy chicken. Delicious. Do some conversion on these prices. Find out what they are. Yeah, I did see the on Twitter. I didn't see the pictures here, but. The restroom sign has, I'm not sure who the male Autobot is, but the female Autobot was clearly Windblade. Oh. So, and I think I saw her silhouette in the video. Cool. Yeah. This fun. I really hope something like Universal gets this, because that would be the perfect place for it. And, you know, they would rack up the money on, on these themed buns. <laughs> yeah. Give us some Decepticon buns though, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, these maybe, are maybe we, burgers, Charles. Oh, uh, maybe I get, I guess we need a nemesis. So we need a new, we need another yeah. franchise of the nemesis, everything Decepticon themed. But uh, yeah, this, I, this was, this was very cool getting to see that. I mean, we, this had been announced a while ago, but finally seeing it open and really like the, how much they've how much effort they put into m- making it really look like the arc and the interior, the colors with Teletran one, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the cool. theming of the you know the actual building and stuff looks amazing. That, yeah. that's mm-hmm. better than Universal in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I mean, look at the ceiling. They that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't look overly big. It, it looks like I saw a sign for an upstairs too. So, oh, yeah, okay. it's two floors. Yeah, it is two floors. So, pretty interesting. And that Optimus Prime statue there, and then oh, yeah. of course, then there's a there's a shop where you can probably get lots of uh lots of recent transformers releases probably overpriced <laughs> yeah oh definitely 
Yeah, there's the stuff. Yep. Okay, well, that's transforming pop culture. So let's finish up the show with some convention news. All right. Uh, we have uh, first, we're going to TFCon Toronto in July. Uh, they have announced that Jack Lawrence is going to be there. He's a comic book artist on uh, Lost Light and uh, most recently Transformers Tread and Circuits, the, the last Wreckers book for IDW. And I think we all enjoyed that. And, so it'll be good seeing him at, in Toronto. And then uh, over at TF Nation in August, they've announced that Stephen Baskerville is going to be there. He was an artist on the original Marvel run, Regeneration 1, Drift Empire of Stone, and he's done work for G.I. Joe in two, uh, 2000 AD. So it'll be nice seeing him there. And then back over here in Orlando in October for TFCon, they have announced that the voice of Bumblebee, Dan Gilvezan, is going to be there. So... Uh, Dan is always a, a great person to meet uh, at these things. So um wish I could head to Orlando in October, but yeah. But anyway, that, that's all we got in convention news. Uh, looking forward to um, getting to Toronto myself. So that'll be fun. And that will take us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Of course, at the end of every episode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. These are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon. And that's why we give them a recognition in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forks Levengood and Demon Tech 82. You guys rock. You're awesome. And we really appreciate you. And we appreciate everyone else who watches and listens to the show. Thank you again for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.